Like, oh, I like this D&D thing. Let me try this harder drug. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Speaking as a Free Action Podcast. We are your Goomin, back for week, I want to say 37. I think we've almost oh, yeah. hit that, that 40 mark. Um, one thing I forgot to say in the warm-up to these guys, uh, we have hit over 700 plays. Um, it's it's looking nice. We're doing a really, Let's go. I would say, a better job than I thought we were ever going to do. So, there's that. People listen to our show at least a little bit. Can't really get uh, upset, I guess, at 700. Oh, but, no. um, yeah, dude, it's been a, been a good week. We haven't played D&D or Pathfinder in, like, two weeks. So, we don't have anything to talk about. So, we're just going to wrap this up. Yeah, all right. Good all up. right, good sesh. Playing Call of Duty seven. and... <laughs> yeah. Call of Duty Overwatch. Call of Duty Overwatch. That's all we got. No D&D for us. None. Not at really all. Ha- it has been a minute since we played. I think it's yes. been like two or three weeks. I think because we didn't play my Serpent Skull game because your king or not my Serpent Skull Kingmaker game. That was because uh, I think two people couldn't be there. I think, and then the next week was uh, Halloween. So yeah, it's been about two three weeks now. Uh, hopefully, we get to play tomorrow. Um, yeah. I haven't done my level five stuff yet at all. Yeah, you uh, need to do that. Still shocked that we hit level five as fast as we did, but I know you said we like skipped a lot because of the choices yeah, you, in game. Just totally skipped over like a uh, a whole section in the city because it has to do with like um, caring <laughs> about your faction and like oh. it has to do with like the other faction like burning down your warehouse and like oh shit like that. Um, oh, but like there was absolutely no need for that because you guys spit in the faces of the Pathfinders and then told the Red Mantis and uh, the racist uh, Baron Utilinus to go fuck himself. So do you think do you think those events still happened? Uh, to an extent, they things happened when you left. Okay. To an extent, you know, there's uh, I definitely have an idea of. Uh, what I want to do, but you know, who I don't know if you're guys ever gonna go back to Elitor to see what's happened. Yeah, it's hard to say. I can't really imagine we would, but I mean, there's always the chance that we could. Right. So. And there's a chance that you guys are like, let's kill this racist fuck. <laughs> so. We could. Uh, you never. You could know. always do it in a flashback. You know what I mean? Like, or not flashback, yeah. but like a scene. You know. I actually like, want to start with the with the uh, player flashbacks here soon. They're fun. Because we're getting into, like, book two, so I just want to give, like, a little bit of, like, what the fuck is going on with a little bit of everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I want to try to be more vocal in our sessions and start opening a role play, especially when traveling, and I feel like I say that a lot. Because sometimes it's hard... It's tough sometimes. It's hard to sometimes, uh... Well, it should be as easy as, like, so, hey, person... Uh, how did you come to be here? You know what I mean? And just, like, starting a conversation... Um, but sometimes travel happens so quickly in 5e and Pathfinder that there, 
there isn't a good time to think like, oh, I should start the conversation now. Because like our, for some of our games, it's like, uh, all right, you guys travel three hours. And then it's like, and here's what happens. And we just kind of, sometimes that just gets like overlapped, I think, uh, or overlooked maybe. Um, but I'll try to make sure it's more of a point that I bring up when traveling. I really would like to start doing that to open up our characters. I, I think everybody would appreciate that. I'm really excited. Um, I, don't, I don't think it'll be our next session, but the session after, so like two sessions from now, uh, there's an area that you guys will be going through called the Screaming <laughs> Jungle. Yeah. And it's called that because uh, the canopy of the jungle is just filled with the screams and the howls of monkeys day and night. So I'm really excited to get Lane uh, into the Discord on that session. Just have him monkey scream the entire time to really get like you guys, randomly, really get you guys in the mood. Uh, we may find out more about that later, but does that mechanically have an effect on our characters? Uh, like, I don't know, actually. Interesting. I haven't, re I haven't read that part. I know. I know you guys are near the laughing jungle right now, and there's no, there's nothing really that happens with that. And, which kind of sucks because I looked, dude. I just love that there's like so much lore that you can look up because like this random jungle you're near is called like the Laughing Jungle, and I think it's called that because there's a there's a an, an indigenous group of halflings that live in the jungle, and oh. they are known to be like crazy warriors and uh -huh. laugh while they fight. Oh, that's interesting. There's something like that in uh, in Rings of Power. There was something like that where. Uh, these like I guess hunters or gatherers are kind of moving through this area and this guy keeps thinking he sees something and uh, The other guys like oh, you know, it's probably just you know the wind or you know a dog and then he's like or maybe it was the Harfoots and he's like what's that and he's like these dastardly small little creatures that'll you know come out and like take your eyes and eat them uh, and it turned out they were like hobbits uh, and so you know they're like super sweet hobbits like normal but people think they're scary because they hide and shit uh -huh. um but that's their exact same way they like hide in the uh the forest and stuff uh and they make all their homes out of uh like grass and vines so yeah. like people they can like disguise it very easily but that's what that reminded me of so that should be fun yeah it's a cool it's i just love that there's like because uh, i i put on the map and, you know, and it said laughing jungle and screaming jungle. And I was like, I better look this up before somebody asks me what the fuck that means. And when I was reading, I was like, this is so fucking cool. I just love that a little small patch of jungle in like the southern continent of Pathfinder has a paragraph of lore. Yes, it's it's, yeah. it's really cool, and it it's it just makes sense, and I like it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I love that it's like halflings too. Like, yeah, it could have been goblins, but they were like, no, let's make yeah, it they, weirder. Like, yeah, they're <laughs> halflings. That's awesome. Uh, I'm excited to continue with that campaign. Uh, I think it could be fun if we get a guest in there. Give somebody a new shot. I know Chris was uh, at one point told me he was reading up on lore. Or not lore. Uh, sorry. Rules. Yeah, rules and mechanics for Pathfinder. So I think he was attempting to learn it, but uh, it's such a complex system. I don't think yeah, if we, if we didn't play it, it would be hard to learn you know what oh, i mean yeah. oh yeah well we've said it before it's like if we hadn't started with 5e pathfinder would have been so so tough off the bat to learn yes 
It probably would have deterred us more than anything. I can't imagine us wanting to play. 5e was the perfect gateway drug. It's like, oh, it I like this D&D thing. Let me try this harder drug, Pathfinder. CJ, were you saying something? That, uh, it, it would definitely be tough for me to get into D&D if, if we had to learn the hard shit, like, off-rip. Yes. I don't know yeah. if I would have been able to do it, honestly. I mean, I was... I mean, I could have been able to do it. I just don't know if I would have been willing to put forth the effort to learn You're all right. that shit. I was trying to get them to play Pathfinder before 5e. Because I was listening to the GCP by then, and I was like, guys, this game sounds really fun and then they were like yeah but like 5e we listen to critical role and then i tried yeah, no, 5e i remember and I was you like, telling me about yeah. about pathfinder while we were playing 5e and i was like scudder that sounds fucking stupid would you stop yeah. talking about it <laughs> what are you talking about there's rules for flat foot to stop yeah. <laughs> what do you mean the gunslinger yeah does st this? stop stop it and now look we're just gonna out. play we're gonna play easy mode yeah yeah and now I can't, I can't play 5e for more than like three weeks in a row. And without talks to me about 5e, I want to puke. <laughs> I like 5e for what it is. It just needs help, which is a problem. I think if the players have to make or finish the game, it's a problem. Yeah, I think the main, in my opinion, I think the main thing that uh, holds 5e back is the lack of variety and like the lack of options. Uh, when it comes to like actually making your character because mm -hmm. there's just so there's you have so much more like variety so many more options in uh pathfinder that it's insane uh i mean i tried to make a samurai for whenever fujin almost died um when we were in fucking mm. winterhold i think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Never winter. Never, Never winter, winter. Sorry, you got Skyrim on the brain. Uh, <laughs> whenever uh, we were at Neverwinter and uh, almost died in one fucking hit, I made a samurai character as a backup, and he was a uh, fighter because that was the closest thing that I could get to a samurai. And we had to homebrew a katana. I'm pretty sure. You know what I mean? It's like right, in Pathfinder, yeah. all of that shit is just there. You know, if I, I was kind of wanting to make a ninja whenever I first started playing Jisargo, but mm -hmm. I like they're like I didn't want to flavor a rogue into a ninja. Um, because I can't remember, there was just no like subclasses that I could like that I liked, I guess. Yeah, and uh, and in Pathfinder. Um, my character is literally both a ninja and a samurai, and those are just both classes. You know what I mean? I guess you could have been the assassin subtype for rogue, but just because you're a ninja, I guess, doesn't mean you're a assassin. I don't know. It's weird. It just has to be super flavor heavy. Yeah, I've also heard assassin is extremely bad in five. That, that's the one where it's like if you sneak up on somebody, you can like. Instant kill or instant kill them or something? Think instant kill. Think maybe that may be like one of the late games. Like while they're features. sleeping or something. Yeah, uh, there's also if it's like your first turn of combat, you like you gain advantage on attacks. That's like their early ability, which get, yeah. grants you sneak attack. But it's like after the first run of combat, that's it. Your turn, like you don't get any more class features. 
it's like I don't know, it just sucks. I think that's the reason is because like the whole thing was like him being a ninja. I was gonna go assassin. It was like if I don't kill somebody in the first round of combat. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of my, a lot of what I do is just kind of out the window. <laughs> yeah. At that point, you're just a fighter with daggers. Yeah. Yeah. A squishy fighter with daggers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I ate breakfast for dinner. Now I'm a sleepy boy. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Right, breakfast for dinner is one of my favorites. I have Waffle House. I eat way too much food. I wish Waffle Houses weren't always in just the absolute worst part of town. That maybe not want to just like park my car and go in there. Are they nationwide? Uh, they're a south. They're a southern thing. Okay. Is there southern one in Arizona? <laughs> yeah, there's a few here. Really? Yeah. There's a few. I, I like I, you know, we're Southwest, but like I, th I think they still pop up in like Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. Okay, that makes sense. I always think Arizona's like top left area. Mm -mm, not Southwest, okay. baby. I'm opposite. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, both of us are great. I'm yeah, I'm I mean it's sleepy. It's pretty, it's pretty shit, but like it's also <laughs> so good. Like yeah. when we went there when I was in Kentucky, we all went there and it was. It was so good, and it, like to be fair, it was like three in the morning, so we were all just like starving. But peak. it was so good. Yeah, that's peak waffle. You're like, yeah, can I get a single waffle? And they're like, sure. And then three minutes later, you got a waffle. Yeah, I ordered like a waffle and eggs, and it was packed in there at like three a.m. I ordered a waffle, like eggs and something else. I got the waffle like thirty minutes before I got anything else. Yep, it's wild. They do not hesitate. Uh, we when we were coming up for Christmas one time to Kentucky, the only restaurant that was open was Waffle House, so we had to go there. And it's like I think it may have been Christmas Day, like dinner time, and we went in there, and there's like tons of people in there. And I guess they just anticipated that, so they had like a security guard, like at the door, just yeah. like he's very casual, you know, he wasn't like evil, you know, or threatening looking. But he was just like, yeah, I'm just here in case people get rowdy, you know. Well, from my experience, every Waffle House is just in the worst area. We ours like, is here I I work in a pretty shit area, and there's a Waffle <laughs> House like right next to my work. <laughs> Dude, why don't you just go after work? It's just that uh, because sketchy. yeah yeah uh, yeah. Okay. I park in like the work parking lot, and I feel like semi safe, but like there's still like. Oh. There's still like homeless people that like walk around all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's terrible. So yeah, no, I, I like. Dude, there's a part of Tucson that's just like, not great. Is that where they filmed Breaking Bad? No, that's Albuquerque. <laughs> Did they really oh, film God. in Albuquerque? I don't know. If, probably. I could I see. It. I mean, they would have to get the. Probably pretty. I guess. It's probably pretty cheap to film in New Mexico. I don't feel like much is going on there. Yeah. Oh, I uh, I saw the pizza scene. Let's talk shit about New Mexico. Yeah, what about it? What about uh, the pizza? Did you know that it was his first take doing that? Yes. Doing the pizza yeah. up there? They ordered like 250 pizzas to try to like be ready for him to like need multiple takes. And uh, they were like, no, he went out there, did the scene, threw it up there perfectly like he's done it a million times. And we ate pizza for lunch that day. That show is the, uh, the fucking best. It's really good. It's. Have you seen the uh, cringiest scene in all of television yet? Is it on there? 
Oh yeah, it's in Breaking Bad. I'm uh, I'm in season three. It involves Skylar. Man, that's like every fucking scene then. No, dude, Skylar is great. Skylar is not great. Skylar is Skylar. great. Yeah, you hate Skylar because you I, just, I haven't gotten you to do. a point yet. I bet. Yeah, well, it just yeah no. I mean, even at the end, you're just like, yeah, Skylar was kind of a bitch, but yeah, it, it makes sense. Well, um, but no, there's a cringy scene where she sings. Oh, uh, oh yeah, she, yeah, the happy birthday, the Marilyn yeah, Monroe thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did that already. And yeah. that is that is rena- uh, internet known infamous as like the cringiest scene in the entire show that's insane and so you know you you, you've made it past that you've you've done it you've gotten past it uh i'm trying to think what else oh i hate her because if she had just talked like anything out she probably could have understood you know what i mean like or or just whenever walt was ready to talk if he had just, if she had just talked with him, their problems could have easily been solved. Instead, I mean, she was like, "I don't want to talk now." Yeah, and, but Walt Walt just lies to her all the time. Oh, absolutely, I understand why she's mad. But when yeah, he was lies to her all the ready, time, and he was just like this normal family we have, I'm just gonna be a meth dealer. Yeah, and completely fuck our family over, even if that's not my plan. Yeah. Um. I was talking to Ellie, and it was in my rant about how I hate Skylar, and if she had just, when Walt was ready to talk, if she had just finally talked, then, you know, they could have got it over with or whatever. And uh, I was like, look, if I was a meth dealer, I would just tell you. And she was like, you would be scared? And I was like, absolutely not. And she was, I was, she was like, well, what if I took you to the police? And I was like, would you take me to the police? And she goes, no, I don't think I would. <laughs> and I was like, exactly, <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> I trust you enough to tell you what I'm doing rather than just being like, yeah, honey, I'm going to go get some milk and be gone for three days. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the show a lot. It's been really fun. It's so I don't, good. I don't want to say it's slow, but the pacing of it is so long. Yeah, like, I mean, every detail matters in that show. But, I mean, if you're already in season three... Mm-hmm. You're, you're like already in the good part like yeah, season yeah. one I and two are that. definitely the like setup and a lot of that build up for sure mm-hmm. season four and five like season three i feel like because like this you know right before the climax season four and five the whole time it's just like oh my god um it's been great it's just so it's just good. like i thought I, at one point i was like we were watching i think we were still maybe like briefly into season two and i was like man i bet we're like almost done with season three at this point i've looked and we're still in season two and i'm like holy shit five seasons of just this but it's good like you don't really want to finish it that quickly is saul in the show yet absolutely he comes in i would say very early a lot yeah, earlier than you would think he comes in i think saul is one of the best parts of that show he's so fucking awesome he's just so funny yeah <laughs> that is amazing uh, it makes me want to watch Better Call Saul, which I've heard is better. Better? Than Breaking Bad, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I told Ellie we'll have to check it out once we watch everything. Yep, and I still got to watch El Camino as well. Is that related to it? El Camino, yeah, is a story about uh, the events, I think, directly after Breaking Bad. Okay. Okay. Um, wh- Is that also on Netflix? Yeah, it's like a okay. two-hour movie. 
Oh, okay, it's a movie. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I may have saw a clip from it today on accident. And I thought people, because I saw somebody called Jesse, or called the, the actor Jesse. And mm -hmm. uh, I was like, oh, I bet it's just from another movie and they're just calling him Jesse. You know, like how people call uh, yeah. Jack, uh, Jack Rosinski, Jim Halpert all the time. Yep. I was like, I bet that's what they're doing. And the movie was called El Camino. So I just assumed. Yeah. It no, was just something different, related. but okay. Well, that's a huge spoiler. Um, yeah. Uh, what else were we talking about this week? Henry Cavill's not in Witcher anymore. And I know yeah. you guys don't really care. Yeah, I don't give a single fuck. <laughs> I mean, I just have never seen the show, so I don't. Yeah. I mean, like, I I did actually watch. I watched like five or six episodes of the first season. I didn't like it, so. Yeah. I just. Um, and I mean, like the we were talking about this the other day. He, because me and Lane, I think said that. Um, I can't remember the dude's name, but like, when I think of Superman. I think of oh no, I think of the original guy. Can't remember his name, but I just see that guy's face as Superman. But Henry Cavill absolutely has the chance to like forever cement himself as fucking. Look at him, dude. You you're thinking of you're thinking of Christopher Reeves. Yes, that is who yes. I'm thinking of. Yes, but uh, Henry Cavill has a chance to be that. I feel like you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the dude is—he will be Superman for the rest of his life. Yeah, if he wants. I to. mean, and he's broken that curse so far. What do you mean the curse? Well, there was a curse about like playing Superman. Like every dude that had played Superman got like unbelievably fucked up. Like oh, Christopher really? Reeves, like got unbelievably fucked up and was like paraplegic, I think. And then like one of the other Supermans died and like shit. Like, like playing died. Joker. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. You're playing DC characters just kills you. Uh, but the the thing is, like, the Superman curse thing was, like, I, you know, obviously just crazy coincidence. But the Joker thing is, like, these motherfuckers are just going so ham trying to get into character. And it's yeah. just driving them absolutely insane. Has anything happened to Jack Nicholson, or is he just normal crazy? I think he said, like, he warned Heath Ledger, I think was the thing about like getting too into it so he probably was pretty fucked you yeah. know what i mean and his joker was like wasn't even that crazy yeah i would say it's a relatively mild character all you gotta do is show up and go i'm the joker baby i'm the joker <laughs> baby yeah that's all you gotta do for sure i thought cj was the joker for a second there i got scared do. i got scared um yeah, I'm, so I was talking to my brother, and I only knew, I know it's like a big deal to a lot of people, because I was texted by like four people that he is no longer playing Geralt. Um, I don't know if it's because I enjoy the show so much that people like just knew that about me, so they knew to message me, but like my brother messaged me, my dad texted me, uh, my buddy Lucas texted me, I can't remember who the fourth person was. Um, it may have just been those three, but they were all like, Henry Cavill's leaving, Henry Cavill's leaving, and uh, when my buddy Lucas texted me, uh, my immediate response to him was fuck off um, <laughs> because I was like there's no way and then I said I don't know who told you that he was leaving but they're a liar and he was like alright so Henry Cavill is the one who told me so I guess he's just a liar and I immediately pulled up his Instagram and it's like right there it's like yep I'm leaving I was like man fuck um, I think he's going to give us a good trilogy of seasons though so I'm kind of hoping they wrap up his trilogy um, and then they can just move on with Liam Hensworth and just do whatever the fuck they want. 
Um, but uh, that's kind of like what Lane was saying last night is like Netflix has been apparently kind of pushing buttons uh, with the the Witcher project where they're like, yeah, we just kind of want to make up our own story, you know, and do what we want, not really go off the books. And Henry Cavill is like very much against it. So uh, that's that's why there's kind of been at least the rumor floating around that, you know, he was going to go back to Superman because there were problems with that. And then, of course, Black Adam and The Rock have done a lot of work to yeah, he definitely try to bring him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he got a, he did a great story with The Witcher. As long as his Witcher story doesn't get goofed up because he left. And I feel like they wouldn't do that. I feel like they would try to give the Geralt story an ending before getting a brand new actor is that to dude, do the show. Is he coming in to be Geralt? That's what yeah. I don't think anybody knows yet. No, he, I think he is. Is yeah, he? Because if that's yeah. what it is, then that that would be. If I was a fan of I'm that show, sure. I would have a huge problem with that because those like recasts really bother the fuck out of me. I'm pretty sure The Witcher. Uh, I seen like on their Facebook or something. Their uh, their first casting of of Hemsworth as The Witcher. Oh my god! And it was getting clowned. Yeah, I found the Netflix.com article. Um, uh, while The Witcher hasn't season three hasn't debuted yet, it is already being renewed for a fourth season. Well, there's a change in season four. Liam Tenworth Hemsworth will step in as the titular monster hunter Geralt of Rivia. Yeah, that's Why that's gonna be weird. That? It's gonna be really weird. It's like um, I mean, they don't have a choice because because Bro is the one who stepped down. Yeah, but they, I mean, they should, they should just make a new character though. Like I, I, I hate when you're watching a a show and then season three ends and it's this guy and you boot up season four and you know, the characters are talking to him like, you know, he's that guy on Vivian and, and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I don't know if you guys remember Uh, that. It's like two different women. It bothered the fuck out of me when I was a kid, dude. I hated it. Yeah. So like it just it completely and if it was a serious show it would completely take me out of it. I, I get they have to, but I I wish they had written it in a way, knowing that he wanted to leave and just be like, all right, season three you've got to either die or or yeah, finish like, a, finish part of your story, you know, where you retire as dude, Geralt. Dude. I know I know none of us are watching it, but I just thought of you know it's ending I think like within the next few weeks or maybe is already. Is Walking Dead? Oh, wow. it's really? finally it's finally ending. Yeah. What? Oh my god. Yeah, it's we're in the it's in the final season. It's it's like there was like three episodes left when I saw it on Facebook. I can't remember how long ago. I wonder is if that means dead. Uh, the <laughs> no, walk, they're the, walking. The, the dead is walking. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I wonder if so that means stop. Uh, probably not. I wonder if that's also going to be their sideshows, too. I don't know if those are still going on. I feel like The Walking Dead's popularity fell off so hard. Yeah, It did, for a fact. I mean, it used to be, like, A1 It used to be so unbelievably good. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, whenever you would get on Facebook after a Walking Dead episode, dude, the place was going nuts. It was like a the Game of Thrones effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. Walking Dead used to be so good. If Walking Dead was on HBO, though, oh my god, it would have been very amazed. different story. Amaze. Yeah. I've high I hopes think it was the... good on AMC for the first like three seasons. Uh, it, it was, was pretty fucking good. I mean, Rick 
like left like yeah. daryl and like he just left yeah. a lot of really? people are like i have yeah, seen a lot of yeah. comments in like the uh coming up for the series finale it's like if rick's not here i'm gonna be fucking pissed no way um, that's crazy bro he he left but they like his character kind of went missing or something like that. I think his yeah, his I, I I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch the fucking show. He but. got like there was like a huge battle or something between another group of survivors, and I think there was an explosion, and he got sent down a river and like landed, and some helicopter like flew down, and they were like, "We can take you to this place, but you got to get in right now." And I think he, I think back. he did, and He's now gotta they. Come back. Yeah, yeah. Wherever it is is like that's where the show's supposed to like end. That's like the safe haven of humanity. Uh, it oh, yeah. just and, and they they you know heavy spoiler alert for Walking Dead. If either of you guys care, I don't mean um, in the comic book, I'm on like ninety percent sure that Rick dies and yeah, Carl yeah. becomes the main character. Yeah. But in the show, Chandler Riggs, I think either wanted a bunch of money and they didn't want to give it to him or it was just like, I'm kind of done with this. So they killed yeah. Carl. Yeah. And then I think Andrew Lincoln was the same thing. He was like, either give Carl, me a bunch of money. Really? Yeah. yeah. They were like, either wow. give me a bunch of money or I'm gone. Who is and, Andrew Lincoln? Uh, Rick. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, dude, everyone is fucking dead, dude. I was telling you, bro. Everyone's Except dead. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, that's true. Fucking, I think, I yeah, Daryl and Carol are the main characters, I think. Daryl and Carol? Really? <laughs> yeah. Daryl and no, Carol. No, it's, it's really Come weird. on, dude. Remember when Daryl just left? backpacking the whole show? Is that all that's left is Norman Reedus stands? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. They like those really greasy-looking dudes. <laughs> uh, That dude's had a great career because of Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he got that fucking... Of, uh, Punch of stands and fucking Hideo Kojima watching. I was gonna say, you got that strand type game going on. Yep. Uh, yeah, dude, it's crazy to think that it's ending. Yeah, it's it is wild. Listen to this though. I pulled up the Superman curse. All right. Oh, here we go. Okay. Listen to this shit. All right. Four Superman actors, right? Kirk Allen. This one's like not not crazy. He he developed Alzheimer's later in his life and died pretty pretty late, eighty eight. Right, but developed Alzheimer's. He played Superman in the 1940s. In 1978, Lee Quigley played Superman as a baby. He died at the age of 14 of a heart attack. Whoa. George Reeves played Superman in 1951, uh, and Reeves died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his head. And then Christopher Reeves is the guy who's uh, paraplegic. Okay. Are they related? Uh, the two Reeves? No, it's Reeves and Reeve. Okay. Yeah. Christopher Reeve, right? Yeah. Christopher Reeve and George Reeves. Okay. That's crazy, though, to think about. It's wild. I mean, the, the one that really pushes it over the top is 14-year-old dies of a heart attack. That's insane. Played Superman as a baby. Um, I wonder if Henry Cavill's curse was that he would have terrible uh, like produ production times and stuff like that. Like, his curse wasn't like a physical ailment; it was a mental. His curse thing. was his mustache that they had to. <laughs> that they had to CGI out. God, I hope they don't do that anymore. That's horrible mistake. I can't believe that made it into a fucking movie. Yeah, that's insane. Uh 
I wanted to, uh, let's do, let's do a little D&D talk. Let's fucking talk about D&D. When does the rule of cool become too much? Uh, when does it become when too much? When, when it ruins it, when all it, the like, hard work I put in as a DM. Okay, so you're only thinking very selfishly. I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, it just depends. Well, I always think the rule of cool is dictated by the DM. Right. Yeah. But it's too much when it ruins everything. Oh, true, 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 true. What like, do you think, if, if, you know, it's hard to explain. The... Rule of cool is so situational. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's say in... In the normal context of things, I think the rule of cool goes too far. Uh, whenever you allow somebody to do something that are, that that they couldn't do, like with a roll, you know what I mean. Um, or if it is going to like, or if you change the outcome of a situation because it would be cool, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, you know, I know that that like, you know, your character is probably gonna die right now. It'd be really cool if like the enemies just kind of gave you guys a bit of a breather. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, I'd say, you know, you could argue that, but I think, I think any time, like, like, for example, whenever Tyler lets Seth do anything related to, like, barrel barons, like, <laughs> barrels and shit, yeah. that's fine, because, yeah. like, you know, he's got craft barrel, uh, you know, if he can fucking roll good on it, then he can, you know, make a barrel that can float or whatever, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh... I'm sure we're all on the, relatively the same page of it, but I was curious because, like, I'm, I I think pretty much the same way. It's it's when the game when you've kind of busted out of the easily mechanical rules of the game, and you're kind of like making up a new game at that point. That is like that's when it's become like probably too far. Yeah, I mean, you, it's like CJ said with Barrel Baron. It's like. Uh... I'm fine with him, you know, rule of cooling, making little barrels for everybody to carry water in. Yeah. But as soon as he's like, let me make a raft to get off this island. I'm like, go fuck yourself. You're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably too too far for him. Uh, I've seen a few people online that are like, yeah, we just kind of like let it just dictate the flow of the game. And it's like, yeah, but yeah, that's no, the whole point no. of the game. Uh, I saw another thing, and this this bugs me because I feel like there's a lot of new players or new DMs that kind of accidentally do this, and I feel like I've done the same thing. Uh, and that is uh, pulling a per- you know roll me a perception check like for everything. Um, like I, I feel like in Sunless Citadel, I did a lot of like. Oh, you walk in this room? Well, okay, well, make me uh, a perception check. You know, see what you see. Um, nothing irks me more than when I'm looting a body. And somebody goes, well, make a perception check to see if you can find this thing on him or the loot. And yeah. it's like, because if I fail it, I feel like I've missed something rare or good or exclusive. And it's like, well, I already killed the thing. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to go searching and hope, hope I nail this DC. Like, what if I just roll bad? Yeah, unless the dude just shoved up his ass. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, one thing that I kind of wish was in Pathfinder that's not, that is in D&D is 
uh, passive perception. Yeah. yeah. I really like passive perception in D&D just because it does kind of eliminate... I mean, <coughs> we could probably just house rule that. It's probably easy to just figure out what passive is. Sure. I don't really have a problem just telling you guys if you see it, though. You know, like, yeah. plus no, at a certain point, like, some yeah. of your party members are going to have, like, pretty much passive perception. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't remember what Juice rolls whenever he rolls perception. I don't, I can't remember if he gets to roll, like, one of his fucking, you know, performances as perception or whatever, or if he's just dumped that many skill points into perception, but. I know Whenever Josh he rolls has. perception, it's fucking like plus twenty or some shit, and it's yeah, like Josh. Josh has an extremely high mm-hmm. uh, wisdom, or not wisdom, but uh, perception, and it shows. Um, I know in Kingmaker there was one point that you guys like find a dead body, um, and he had a map on him, but he was hiding it so that uh, the stag lord couldn't even find it on him. And I think the game wanted me to do a perception check, and I think I did it then, but it's a relatively low perception check because, like, the body had decayed already. So he was kind of bones, uh, but he had, like, stuffed it in between, like, his clothing and his armor. So it was kind of hard to see unless you were, like, looking in between certain points of his clothing. Um, But I think that's really the only time I've ran across it in a book. Um, I, I know there's a lot of DMs out there that will... It's a common ask for their players to just be like, Oh, make me a perception check. See if you see uh, if they have a fork and a spoon. You know what I mean? Just like very like common shit. Right. And it's like at some point, the players should just be able to see what the thing is that is in the room. That's the whole point of them you having eyeballs. So yeah, I feel bad for some players that are locked out of... Uh, <laughs> events in the game because of that uh so if you're a new dm don't make them roll perception checks all the time only when they're looking for something that's not obvious um oh i saw something the other day too people are like look if you have an item that is like crucial to the continuation of the game never make it a skill check to find or use that a hundred percent that's what happened in uh when we first started playing that's what happened in dylan's campaign yeah, that's exactly what happened guys, in You guys about. remember it, but we had the perception uh, check, yeah. find a journal, I think, mm-hmm. and we didn't. We didn't find it. And then we were like, well, let's just burn this house to the fucking ground. Oh, yeah. I do that. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, man, then Dylan was like... Meldar had to fucking punch through the burning yeah, house. Iron Meldar punched through a burning house <laughs> that, from the outside in and grabbed the journal. <laughs> Dude, that is the origin of Luke saying, I know where you sit in your house. I could shoot you. Bro, oh my god. He knew where it was a at. Journal. That is that's a fact, actually. Un- I remember him arguing with Dylan. I know where the journal's at through the wall. I was inside the house. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was a mess. That that was a dude. Well, Dylan, after that, that happened, Dylan just I remember was like to be honest with you guys, I don't know what I need to do here. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. we just never, and then we just never played again. Yep. Instead, uh, and then Josh got character art. You got character art for that character? Yeah. Which one was yeah. that? Yeah, Pilus. Uh, 
Pylos, yes. The the cowboy like tiefling, not Pylos. No, 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 he was an elf ranger with a dog. And it was his dog's name at the time backwards. Oh yeah, I remember now. Yep, it was like a golden retriever. He brought a golden retriever to the Arctic North. Um, it was funny. Why is Tony typing? Oh, I'm telling. Uh, oh, it's a serpent skull. I thought I gotta, this was. I got a guess. Okay. Ooh, who uh, is it? Oh, it's Dylan. Ah. Oh, I freaking hate that dude. Oh fuck, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just messaged him and I said Dylan, and he immediately replied. <laughs> so I was like, "You want to make a guess?" Uh. Awesome. So we're playing tomorrow. I'm gonna do my level up tonight. Are you going to make him level up, or do, do you have a pre-made for him to play? No, I'm going to let him make whatever. Sick. I told uh, him this could be like a reoccurring person or a one-off, sure. whatever he wanted to do. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about maybe asking somebody else, too, because I kind of I like having five, but we'll see. Okay. You could, I guess, always have a temporary um, until Luke ever gets back, if he never gets back, or ever gets back. Um, yeah. I hope he does. Yeah, that could be fun. Let's see anything else is there anything else on the agenda i'm flipping through flipping through um i guess i can do some news updates so uh anybody that used to catch the streams we're gonna be doing some streams again uh probably in the next few weeks we'll get started back on those uh so i'll probably bring it up again next week when we record um to so be ready for that fireball studios on twitch uh i am planning on releasing another item compendium coming out in the future Let's go. I, dude, I, I realize, help it, dude. I want to. I want to get in depth. Maybe I want to make some items. Okay. I want to get. I, in uh, it's gonna be a, a big old dang. You know what I'm saying? Dude, the other day I was looking at it, cause so what I did was when I released the first one, I was like, okay, well I'm gonna make Compendium two, and I'm just gonna start filling that up, and then once I get to a certain point, you know, it'll already be like broken up. I won't have to like look for items again. And the other day I was looking at, it, I have like 43 items already made. Uh, since the first book, so I was like, "Fuck, dude, that's like a lot of items." I know well I've got a, a uh, I've got a really uh, good homebrew item that I'm really proud of. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's um, it's like, like world renowned. Is it like the cumstone? It is maybe in fact the cumstone. Yes. Okay, it's a good item. It's one of the best. I've heard about it in multiple campaigns, so it must legendary. Be, must be good. It's legendary. Dude, have y'all seen the uh, the Bagman? I think they made him in a one shot or something recently. The like Bagman? Yeah, do you know about the Bagman? No. Hold on, I'm gonna pull him up. I think it's the Bagman. It's a monster, CJ. Oh shit. Uh, I type Pathfinder. I instinctively type Pathfinder at the end of anything I fucking talk like type. <laughs> I do it with work shit too. So CJ, the Bagman is an urban legend. So. I'm just going to read you this real quick. The Bagman is an urban legend about an adventurer who sought to escape doom by abandoning his party and hiding inside a bag of holding. When he tried to leave, though, he became lost amid a constantly increasing number of extra-dimensional storage spaces. Over time, the strange forces of this magic in between, in between place transformed the adventurer into a mysterious monster. Now, every night... The bagman slips out from a random bag of holding if he doesn't find his home. 
he drags someone back into the bag with him and leaves behind some trinket from from his hidden kingdom of the lost junk. Some say if you speak too loudly over an open bag of holding or whisper follow my voice into a magical storage space, three times he will come for you. So he's this monster essentially of a human that's just gone crazy by trying to get out of a bag of holding. But instead of like just getting out, he went into other bags of holding. Um, I think it's really cool. It's really that's creepy cool. to think about. It's pretty, yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Somebody came up with it a long time ago and it's just like floated around, but I think it officially. That's, oh, I was just saying, is that official or not? I think it officially became something. I saw D&D Beyond post about it for Halloween. Um, so maybe they were just talking about it, kind of like the uh, the false Hydra. Um, mm. That that's pretty much it. Yeah, he uh, the Bagman, the one I'm looking at right now. He's not relatively strong. He's a CR five creature. Uh, he's an alien mind. Don't really know. Oh, he has bonuses I think for being stunned. Uh, he's amorphous, so he can fit through really tight spaces. Uh, he's. He has a grappler, so he has advantage on attack rolls against a creature grappled by it. Uh, he has keen smell and regeneration, and he can make three attacks per turn. It's pretty creepy, but uh, I think the art form, if you like Google the Bagman art, he's like this long, lanky man. Yeah, he's fucking weird looking. And all the art, he's always like crawling out of a bag of holding. Dude. I think it would have been cool to see him in uh, like one of our home games. Just be like, yeah, you wake up and uh, so and so's gone, and where he is, where he was, is like a ring of protection. It's just like what? But then again, I guess that character would be gone forever. So kind of ruined the, ruined that guy's fun. Oh, I forgot that there's also a Spider-Man variant called the Bagman. That just that just pulled up. Bagman? The Bagman? Is the Spider-Man variant? Yeah, there was a time where I think Spider-Man was being framed for murder. Um, so the public did not like him. So what he did was he joined the Fantastic Four. And because he still wanted to hide his identity... They just put a paper bag on his head, like a brown paper bag, and called him Bagman. That's awesome. So you like, <laughs> so yeah, he he's like crime. fucking playing around on webs and shit, and doing everything <laughs> Spider-Man. He's like, I'm Bagman. Here, Google it real quick. Uh, I've been uh, just Bagman, Fantastic Four. That's awesome. I'm looking it up right now. Yep, Bagman. The Spar. I love him. Fantastic Four costume, also known as a dub, the bomb that oh the bombastic Bagman or Amazing Bagman, is a costume Peter Parker, Spider-Man, had to don as a result of being separated from the alien symbiote in the Baxter Building. So he got separated from Spider-Man or from uh, Venom, and they just gave him this costume. There's a pop, dude. I'm buying it right now. Dude, you want to buy some pops? I got about a thousand dollars worth of pops to sell right now. Sell them, baby. I have, I have like split up half of my collection, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done buying them. I need to get rid of some of these, but uh, it's kind of hard to move a thousand dollars worth of pops. So, so, so 
might be a hot minute. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the pod. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, everybody that listened, thank you for being here. We are your Goomin, and we'll see you next session. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Tyler. Byler. Byler.